1: It is Friday yet again, and this has been a monumental week, I must say, um, with the election happening and our country somehow nominating Donald Trump as the presidential nominee, which is it's been it's been crazy, you know. In the past couple of days, a lot has come out in the news about you know Klan rallies and you know people running around grabbing women in their crotch and calling people niggers and you know so many different things that have happened because of the fallout of this. In addition to, of course, a lot of people protesting around the country. Um, I wanted to do a different kind of show today and really just get the opinions and the feedback of the. I mean, y'all aren't young, but you know what I mean. The younger people of, you're young, I'm young. You're young. I mean, okay. <laughs> you need to sit up next yeah. to Mike, Brianna. Okay. So <laughs> the, yes, these millennials, and I think it's interesting because your your generation, and I'm not speaking to anyone in specifically specifically in this room, but I find that there's this sense of instant gratification and this sense of complacency in terms of taking for granted the lives and the freedoms that you have. Um, so we have, I'm going to introduce everyone on the phone. We have Byron and we have Desi, who are students at Wake Forest University in North Carolina. Hey, guys.
2: Hey. Hey, how you doing?
1: Good. And in studio, we have Kayla, Brianna, and tell me one name. Skyler. Skyler. I'm not going to forget that now. Skyler. <laughs> uh, Kayla and Brianna of... Our students at Spelman College, of course, I had to have some Spelman women in the building. And mm-hmm. Skylar is at Morehouse, and we also have Jawani, who, you know, always comes into the studio. My brother, who's a Morehouse student as well, so I'm just going to start um, start right in. So I want to start with Byron and Desi because we have you for a short period of time. Since the announcement of Donald Trump, what has the climate been on campus there?
3: Well, um, usually here at Wake when something big happens, uh, we roll the quad. Uh huh. So when we woke up yesterday, the quad was rolled because Donald Trump won, and it was just.
1: Okay, just so y'all don't know, like people, when rolling the quad means they toilet paper the quad. okay. <laughs> so.
3: Toilet paper everywhere. They, they
1: throw toilet paper all over the place.
3: Usually do it when we, like, win a big football game or something, but for this, it was because Donald Trump won, and it was just. It was really scary. Like, I didn't want to leave. I didn't really want to leave my room all day, but I had to to go to class. But it's just it's just disheartening that so many people on this campus supported him and are, like, really happy that he's president now. And I just...
1: So what are the things, what caused you to be scared to leave your dorm, though?
3: It's just, like, some of the things that he said, like, throughout his... Um, throughout his, I guess, his race that, um, that kind of talked about marginalized people and minorities and people that support him. Just, I just don't want to be around that.
1: Mm. Have there been any incidents on campus where, you know, that have been racially charged or where people have said things or done things that are definitely racially motivated as a result of the election?
3: Um, I would say just using, just calling people niggers. We've heard that a lot. And um, we have a coffee shop on campus, and um, it's kind of written things on there about uh, um, immigrants and um, just things like that that we've seen so far.
1: Mm. You know, the sad thing about it is you sound so cavalier and, like, like i'm trying to think of the right word but i'd feel like it's become such the norm or i don't know if you're desensitized to it but let somebody call me a nigga we got a problem (laughs) we have a problem so so what has been the repercussions of people doing that have there been any on the campus
2: Uh there are not really many repercussions because the blacks the blacks that they're calling niggers identify with the white community. And the black they're not calling the blacks who are who are, you know, who, you know, align with 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 a hundred percent blackness. They're not calling us niggers. Because they, we we walk in collective groups, and it'd be pretty stupid to call one of us niggers. So
1: so with it's okay but regardless of who they choose to call a nigger the fact that they're calling anyone who looks like you on campus do you not feel the collective responsibility in terms of how that is affecting you because I think that's something else that maybe is generational but it's like you can compartmentalize oh that happened to them over there but they better not do it to me that's mm-hmm. yeah, true So, true. because let me tell you I don't care if you say it to so and so all the way across the yard who I have never met before mm-hmm. there is going to be a problem and I, when I say a problem it doesn't have to be a physical or verbal altercation but there's going to have to be some sort of consequences in terms of how is how are these people going to be reprimanded? you know, because on any college campus there are rules and regulations, and there are ways there's there there's protocol in terms of how you treat one another and this for sure has to break some sort of protocol in terms of how you treat one another, does it not
4: yeah, yeah.
3: um I think there have been um like police investigations on certain. Like in instances. Mm-hmm. Also here we're able to um, submit bias reports.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And one of my friends was telling me today that um, she didn't really feel comfortable going to class because she knew that people in her class voted for Trump and that they would have a discussion about it. And she emailed her professor saying that she would stay um, on top of her work but that she just couldn't come to class. And then her professor was saying that um, she understands that but like she has to treat everyone the same and my friend was saying that this election didn't um affect everyone in the same way and so she submitted a bias report saying that like um I guess just like that professor like just really didn't understand how much it affected her and didn't really wanna understand how it affected her.
1: So let's talk about this, Byron Desi, whichever one can go first. How does how has it made you feel? Like All of this going on like what have you learned from it how has it inspired you or you know like how has it made you feel
2: Uh, uh, it it has inspired me to you know sit down with the black community here and and ask what what do we really want and what what do we we need to we need to come up with something that is feasible and something that can enhance the the you know the, the black community Something that could just help us climb the you know the social ladder. It it doesn't have to necessarily be a policy because you know policies haven't worked well in the past. Most policies, okay. we're still in the same boat as we've been in for the last seventy years.
1: Let me let me let me throw something out there. So I hear you talking about talking with the black students and the black students who identify as black. But how is anything going to change if you don't in some way cross that bridge of not only understanding within people who think like you? but within people who may not?
2: thats is, um, is something we're going to have to figure out in the next, you know, four years.
1: Okay. I haven't. You guys can jump in. Scott, it looks like you have something to say.
6: Yeah, I just want to say I don't like the disconnect between the HBCUs, historically black colleges, universities, and the PWIs, predominantly white institutions. Right. Because I feel like there's something that we can do as a collective mm-hmm. to at least help my brothers and sisters who go to the PWI. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I can't,
5: that
6: is true. Identify mm-hmm. what they're saying because I don't go through that.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: And that kind of makes me feel some type of way because I feel like really bad for the students that do have to go through that. So okay. I just wish there was something we could do about yeah. that.
7: Kayla? I um I've heard people say that you know I would not well uh, HBCU students um say that I could not imagine you know be, being a student from um, a PWI right. and having to go through you know times like these at those institutions because I work with I work with older people and they tell me that you know my um my kids go to schools down in Peachtree City and everyone there had their Trump shirts on mm-hmm. and my kids had to go through that on a regular basis so um, it's definitely um, a difference between the ways that we are coping with it at, mm-hmm. at um, Spelman, Morehouse, and Clark um, and definitely different ways that students are coping with it at the Georgia States and Georgia Techs and things like that. And the Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, go, did you have something to say, Brianna? Well, I was going to say, this makes me think about back in the 1960s when like, our ancestors were going through what they went through. And that makes me feel like can we put ourselves back in their situation? Could we go through what they went through? Um, Unfortunately, we're in a society where now you have to. <sighs> right. That, that's, right.
1: And for, honestly, that's the biggest blessing. Because you know me. I always try to find the blessing in every situation. Right. But I'm grateful if this is what it's taken to awaken that spirit of fight and of equality and of you know, really fighting for what's right and not sitting back and being complacent. If this is, I mean, unfortunately, maybe this is what it, it, it's going to have to take for people to recognize that it still exists. Like, if you on any in any stretch of your imagination felt that racism did not exist, this is proof positive that not only racism but sexism and all types of isms, yeah, right. <laughs> all types of isms still exist here in this country. And I really hope that, you know, Desi and my sweetie, she's a Camp Kizzy girl who's come through my my nonprofit who's at Wake Forest now. And I would love for you to, you know, use your network and granted, I know your perspective is very different for you and Byron at Wake Forest, but you have people, a network of people across this country who are in other schools who may be able to help and offer solutions. And this is absolutely a time when people have to come together and people have to work together to to really cast a light on what's happening. And until... It's you do that, and they're like, "No, you know what? I won't stand for this. This is not okay. It's going to continue to to transpire. So I'm going to make sure that you guys stay connected, and um, Mm -hmm. you know, just if if that's something you're interested in doing, because it is a different perspective when you go to an HBCU versus a predominantly white institution. Mm -hmm. It's very, very different. Yeah. Especially now, Um, and it doesn't make one better or worse. Mm -hmm. But back to what you were saying, Brianna, about the civil rights movement, that was the power of the movement was that it connected people across this country who were like minded to fight for, you know, the rights of all people. Mm-hmm. It was people from predominantly white institutions. It was HBCUs, have always been very much the centerstone of it. But it was white people, it was Jewish people, it was gay people, you know, it was all of the different people. And I think that's the thing that people aren't understanding is that Clinton, um Trump has marginalized a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hasn't just been black people. Yeah. So there's there's some other people who I'm sure are willing to to join this coalition.
3: <laughs> what do you What do you say? Oh, I just think it's um, it's just really important for everyone just to stay educated. Mm-hmm. In doing that, we can all come together and just um, stand up for what we believe to be right and what we need. And um, just being here at Wake, it's um, it's just been extremely hard to cope with with what's um, happened. But um, there's like a few, um, I guess, offices here that have extended like warm invitations, and also people from Winston Salem State have extended um, like their warm embraces on the minorities here on campus, not just the black community, but the LGBTQ community and and women here also.
1: Right. So I just want to say thank you guys so, so very much. And I know the amazing diversity and inclusion office that you have on campus because you know my BFF <laughs> is in that office. So, you know, I just, I I really hope that you guys recognize the power that you have, that yeah. in every effective movement, around the world, it has been led by people of your age. You are the ones who are going to make this difference, and you have to recognize your power and exercise that power because at the end of the day, Wake Forest, wherever, I don't mean to say it this way, you pay their bills. By you being the one to enroll and pay all that tuition, whether you're on financial aid, whether you have a grant, whether you're not, there is power in that. So recognize that power, and you you deserve to be treated with integrity, with respect, with love, with understanding, and you deserve to be supported, period. And people running around calling you a nigger or anything else out your name is completely and utterly unacceptable. And until people are held accountable for their actions, you know, what's going to inspire anyone to change? And unfortunately, those few people, you know, they are, it's not the totality of everyone. And I know right now it could feel like that, but know you have a lot of people who love and support you, and it's about reaching out and finding that network. Okay? Well, I love you. And Brianna has Ebola. Hey, she's, <laughs> she's in here coughing up a storm. That's why she's on the other side of the desk for me. But um, but I just want to thank you guys for calling in, Candidly, Keisha. Do you want to tell people how they can follow you? But make sure you don't have no rash. Rec- you know how I feel about Instagram and social media, and Desi. So make sure it's appropriate. That if, is. If you're gonna share it. Okay. Okay.
3: Follow me at Desi V on Instagram.
1: And that's you need to spell that.
3: E E S I B E D A N C I N. Okay. Byron?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Young Good, Young with no O and underscore good E. Okay. And
1: that's on and that's on Twitter. He said, Okay. Well thank you guys. <coughs> Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank and you. I'll be checking up on you. All right. So, have you finished yet? Yes, I'm done. I'm okay. Done. Do you need to step out of the room and get it together? I need some water. You need some yeah. water? Okay. Well, there is some right outside the room, and we'll make sure that you get some. But, yeah. you know, what we're going to do is we're going to take a really quick break right here, break right here so Brianna doesn't give me Ebola and okay. get me something to either. drink. Because okay.
6: <laughs> she's sitting right next to me. Right. You, you may want to back up, Scholar.
1: <laughs> but we are going to continue this conversation. Um, I have one more call, one more Um, Guests to the Candidly Keisha show when we return.
3: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: So we have a new amazing offer for our Candidly Keisha listeners, Wink. It's an amazing wine club where they completely... Tailor your wine just for you. I'm so excited. Granted, I can't have wine right now, but let me tell you, I am going to make sure that they send me cases so I am ready come January. After I drop this baby, I will be having my share of my Wink wine. The best part is Wink is offering my listeners 20% off right now when you go to trywink.com forward slash candid. That's T R Y. -y 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 W-I-N-C dot com slash K-A-N-D-I-D. They'll even cover the shipping. Think about it. You'll get fine wine personalized to your palate because, yes, they do have a palate profile quiz, and they will deliver it right to your door. So try Wine, Inc., get 20% off and complimentary shipping now when you go to trywink.com forward slash candid. That's try forward slash candid.
0: You're listening to Candidly Keisha.
1: Okay, guys. You all know I love a deal, especially when it's real cash back. And that's right. I'm saving every time I shop on groceries, clothes, restaurants, and more. Things that I'm buying anyway, And now I can get real cash back. Let me tell you, they also have wine and liquor on this app. Granted, I can't take advantage of it, but they're really, really great deals. And they deliver right to your door i'm going to let you in on my secret and it is ibotta i-b-o-t-t-a here's how it works if you don't already have ibotta Download the app now to your phone. It's free. That's I-B-O-T-T-A. Unlock your rebates on Ibotta. Shop as usual. Verify and get real cash. It is the hottest app and it is so easy to use. Plus, with Ibotta, you can get real cash back on your favorite apps like Groupon, iTunes, and more. And my new favorite, Boxed. I love ordering big boxes bulk boxes of all types of stuff. And they deliver it right to your door. And in some instances, as soon as the same day. So grab your phone and download Ibotta right now. Free from the App Store, I-B-O-T-T-A, and enter in deal as your referral code to get $10 just for trying it, 10 bucks. Download Ibotta today. That's I-B-O-T-T-A, and enter code deal when you register for your $10 for cash back, Every time you shop, you've got an Ibotta. Welcome back to Candidly Keisha. We are continuing this conversation with um, students and just getting their feedback. So how has it been on the campus? I know it's a unique experience being, you know, on Spelman and Morehouse campus. Oh, there we have our caller. Jasmine. Hi. Hey, sweetie. We are in full swing of this Convo, we have Jasmine on the phone, and she is a sophomore at High Point University, correct? Is it High Point University or college? University,
4: Uh, uh, university, sorry. Okay.
1: (laughs) And um, we're sitting here talking with Kayla, Brianna, and Skylar just about what the experience (laughs) has been um, for them. So I just asked, how has it been on Spelman's campus and Morehouse? Well, in the AUC, Clark Atlanta as well.
5: I know. It's been emotional. Um, Professors have been crying. Students have been crying. And due to students crying, professors have just canceled classes. Professors have reached out in group meetings saying this is what the Spelman Sisterhood is all about. You all need to use each other and grow from this and act on this.
7: Yeah, a lot of the um, administration and a lot of my professors, well, one of my professors really reached out to students um, with uplifting words. And there was uh, our dean, our new dean actually provided a space to um, share our emotions and our feelings about the election um, because it's definitely put us all through like an emotional and mentally like distressing, you know, Feeling or whatever, so um, I'm grateful for that. I'm um, all the upliftment that's been coming from our deans and our the, professors. And that's not a word. Uplift. Yeah, <laughs> 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 Just saying, our uplift. We have been uplifted. Okay, okay. okay, yes, on. we have been come uplifted. On. There Bye. we go. <laughs> It's okay. I, I
1: knew that's you. You that's said telling. that with confidence, so I can't be mad at you. You, always, you know,
7: it's you okay. Brought, yeah, to you broke it down. I you was told that you can be wrong, world. but be you know,
1: you confident. Were confident, confident
6: wrong yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why I had to
1: give it to you. I'm not mad at you. You said that with confidence.
6: <laughs> <laughs> well, a more um, yesterday, our president Wilson called a kind of like a town hall meeting at 11 o'clock. He canceled all the classes, just really giving words of encouragement and. It was brought to his attention that there's an emergency bell on campus, that they ring only for emergencies. The bell has not been ringing in years, and yesterday they rang the bell. So that was really an interesting feeling. I'm just like, I can't believe I'm witnessing this.
1: Right. You're you're, you're in the midst of history.
6: In the midst of history. Mm -hmm. My kids and grandkids are going to be reading about what I'm going through in their history books. That's just crazy to me.
1: It absolutely. So Jasmine, how has it been? We're just kind of talking about the effects and, you know, what they've seen. And I know I spoke to Jasmine a little earlier today, and she's shared with me an interesting story, um, you know, that happened on her campus. Tell us about the story of the what happened with the two girls.
4: Um, well, it was in our freshman dorm. We have an all-girls dorm. And normally, like, we don't have issues if they do. We don't talk about it here at High Point. Um, But it was brought to my attention by a fellow teammate that there was um, a white girl and a black girl. They live on the same floor um, across the hall from each other. And the white girl was just calling this black girl horrible names, like, you're a bitch, you're a cunt, you're a fucking, like, piece of black shit. uh, It was horrible things that, like, nobody should ever have said to them. And, well, the black girl was, like, she was handling it well. Um, She was telling her to get out of my face, like, stop telling me this. like, I don't know what makes you want to say these things. And this was also around the time where he actually came to speak at our campus. Um, and so it was a lot of hurt in a lot of people and a lot of anger. And it was just, it was a bad experience overall, but um, the black girl ended up beating living daylights out of the white girl because she would not <laughs> stop. She got so angry that, like, this is what happened. And honestly, and I hate to say it, I probably would have done the same thing because you right. have no right to call me these things, and I don't even know you. Yeah. Um, and I don't – our school ended up, like, getting involved, and they removed the black girl from the dorm and put her somewhere else because the white girl said that she felt threatened. So and what, I don't agree with that at so all.
1: So what did they, they do I, about this white this, – the other little girl, even regardless of race, this other little girl provoked this attack – and not to say it's okay to put your hands on people, but, but what what was done in terms of reprimand for her?
4: Nothing, and that's the biggest issue.
5: So this is and my privilege. Uh, that okay. is
4: the- oh, well, um, I, it, it's politics, and it's a the thing to say. Her family pays a lot of money, and they do not want to make a high-donor family angry. What were you
6: going to say, Scott? That is the big issue with what's going on today. Like, my big issue is with... The Trump supporters who feel like they can do what the hell they want to do and be backed up with it because he's the elected president now. That's yeah. the issue. Mm-hmm. We had like it's been there's been issues with race, um, white people calling black people niggers, all this. But I feel like it's gonna increase now because they feel a sense of security because yeah. he's the elected president. That is the biggest issue.
1: Yeah, there me. were very there were several Klan rallies that have happened, yeah. you know, and around the well, I don't know if they're called rallies or just them celebrating in public, whatever that's called. Um, you know, definitely in the South and being in the South, it's it's definitely scary because that whole underbelly that people didn't really acknowledge has been given a voice. And the thing that scared me the most, or I don't even want to say scared me. Because you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, well, I'm going to leave this country, and I'm going to..." No, you know what? I am an Amer. I am just as American as, as every damn body else, mm-hmm. as the Klan member, mm-hmm. as Trump, as whoever, and no one is going to run me away from my home. Um, it's just, um, you know, I'm pregnant, so I lose my train of thought sometimes. But, <laughs> but no, and, and I'm just, I'm trying to regain what I was going to say. But you know, that's the piece of it that I'm not okay with, and the thing that really kind of, I would say, concerned me or alarmed me was when you look at the breakdown of the map in terms of where Trump won versus Hillary. Unless, and, and it's not even about the politics of it; it's about simply the doctrine of hate that has been. Um, just pushed through his campaign, and it was saddened. It saddened me to know that if you look at it, it's almost all red. That all mm-hmm. of these people are okay with yeah. the discrimination, with the racism, and you know, a lot of people try to compartmentalize it or bring it part, pull it apart. Like, well, I have these issues with Hillary, but at the end of the day this is what you're voting for. Mm -hmm. And it's become very apparent, like you said, because a lot of people now feel validated Mm -hmm. that they can behave in this manner. And unfortunately, our country has taken it back, like, you know, like prior to the civil rights movement in terms of, you know, racism being so overt. But the good thing, I'm trying to remember exactly where I was reading it. I think it was even a quote by Malcolm X um, that, you know... The good is that it's going to show you exactly people who who people are, yeah, and where they stand. Mm-hmm. And at this point, there is absolutely no way that anyone can say that these things do not exist and they don't need to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. And now it's what are we going to do as a country, as a as a world? Because this is a global society to come together, and it's about action. Like, yeah, you can write as many whatever Desi and and um, they said, oh, we wrote a such-and-such such on the such-and-such such to complain about. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it's bigger than that now. So what has this inspired you guys, and we'll start with Jasmine, or has it inspired you all to get more active in terms of politically and just activism in general? How has it inspired you, Jasmine?
4: Um, honestly, this is the first time I've gotten into politics. It caused me to be more aware of who is potentially going to run this country, who wants to. So I did a lot of research for this election, which yeah. not only I just saw my parents tell me, this is what's going on. Um, but it's also caused me, like, with the results, to just be more aware of the one my surroundings, but two, like how people are, and wanting to make a difference, and speaking out when there is injustice, and not sitting in the background observing it, but being a voice for people who cannot be a voice, um, it's caused me to want to reach out to my, uh, like, the missions and the head of the school and, like, talk to them about, like, what is going on on this campus and what we can do to fix it and how to make it better and make people feel safe in their own dorms, in their rooms, walking across campus to class, in class, and all that stuff.
5: Hmm. Brianna? I want people to make sure they educate themselves on the candidates, the issues, politics. That's probably the main thing that I got from this. Mm -hmm. They need to be educated on everything that is going on around them because... But a lot of people are educated. They still didn't vote. Some people... So what are you going to do? It's not about other people. How is this affecting you personally, and what are you prepared to do differently? I mean, personally, this is affecting me as a college student because I feel like... By the time I graduate, the economy is gonna be bad. And what, like, when it comes to like jobs, like, how am I going to, what, like, they may not wanna hire me because they don't wanna get anybody else on their team because it's just the economy is so bad. But I really just have to look deep down in myself and just, So this is a lot.
1: No, it's okay. It's, a it's not a right or wrong answer to it, but the thing is I want you all to really understand how it impacts you, and now it's not about what someone else is going to do to fix your problem. Right. It's up to us. Because this is if – if there's social – the, the statement is, you know, social injustice anywhere is – you know the quote. Yeah, mm-hmm. so well. social injustice anywhere is um, basically it's a threat to freedom and liberty everywhere. And I'm completely butchering the quote, but you completely <laughs> know what I'm talking you, yeah. about. But it's understanding that collectiveness—that it's not that person over there—it mm-hmm. affects us too. Mm-hmm.
7: um me me and you Jasmine are on the same boat because i find myself like right now this is going to be the first time that i'm actually going to get really involved in politics and you know educating myself on really how it goes because i'm not going to let social media shape my uh, opinions and my beliefs about how the political process is going
1: thank you it's can so we talk fun. about not so, do that let's it's talk so about fun. social
7: media in general
1: it is i just, need you guys to get off disgusting. it and live life it's and so actually fun. do some stuff yeah. Cause that's the other piece of it is that you guys live in this bubble where it's about who you know how many likes I get and all this other stuff that who is so this? completely that? and utterly
5: irrelevant
7: at the end of the day. But well,
6: for some reason it's so addicting. I don't know why. It
7: is, but a lot it, of people. Cause so I've I've had to get on cousins back home. It, it is People a who don't know nothing it is. about it is a nothing. And they, they read I swear like they're just reading something. Someone something that someone posted that yeah. seemed, you know, politically correct. Like, oh okay, so that's how the electoral college works, so that's how it is. So I'm gonna spread, you yeah. know, that information right. around. Like that's not how it goes. Like I had to go Google something more um, effective than, you know, online shopping and things like that. I love the online shop. <laughs> but you have to use the internet for more <laughs> in you know, more meaningful ways. So I had to, you know, Google what the Electoral College is about, how voting works, what Trump plans to do next, um, and just how things are going to go moving forward. Can I tell
1: you one of my favorite commercials, which is such, so real. Have you ever seen, I think it's like State Farm. And it's like, it's on the internet, it must be true. And then Mm -hmm. he's like, Mm -hmm. I'm a French model, bonjour. (laughs) Completely not a French model. He's this weird looking old guy with like a fanny pack. (laughs) So, I need you guys to understand that, that you have to do your research just because it's on the internet does not make it true. Mm -hmm. Just because Trump said it didn't make it true. If you looked at any of the fact-checking from any of the debates, people, just because you say it with authority, like how Shayla said that word that didn't exist, but she said it with authority, so (laughs) nobody questioned it. You have to question. You have to seek answers. And... You can't just, you know, you can't just accept that's the joy of education. That's the importance of education. Challenge. And one of the things that I learned at Spelman yeah. is, the, is to challenge, challenge, is to question, is to, okay, well, I need proof. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. need textual context and backup yeah. and all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And we need to do that in life. You know, we'll look at these people on the internet and their life looks amazing because you're seeing snapshots of Instagram pictures that have been gone through a million apps and filters and skinny apps and and they took in somebody else's car. That's not life. Let's get back to the things that are truly and utterly important. And I know for me, it's even more of a situation because I have a baby coming into this world. And this is the world that my (coughs) child is coming into. And I'm, I'm, it's up to not just, you know, people of my generation and older and everyone, but it's a collective everyone thing. So I hope you all take this back mm-hmm. to Spelman, Morehouse, High Point, Wake Forest was on the phone earlier. And really just start the conversations and start to talk about and share the things just as viral as you share all these other things as the mannequin challenge, as the this and that. Mm-hmm. Share knowledge. Mm-hmm share knowledge so closing y'all have anything else to say before we get out of here
6: social media
1: no more social media. oh wait no
6: no 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 social media never mind <laughs> you, <laughs> you, know, never, go, you real, go, go ahead put the script. go no, ahead you just can had a whole you can conversation yeah. i to say did you this.
1: listen to anything <laughs> i said
6: <laughs> no, damn it i'm sorry
1: no i and mean, there's nothing wrong i'm not saying social media is horrible but look at what you're using it for the right. platform it's a platform mm-hmm. where you have the attention of so many people. And if once you have it, what are you using it for? Right. Are you using it to show your latest Jordans? Like, you know, I love Jordans like the next person. <laughs> However, at the end of the day, how is it helping leave this world a better place? How are you being the voice of those who are voiceless? How are you speaking out to injustice? Because those are the real things. You could have all the fly Jordans in the world, but if you don't have freedom, what does it matter? Right. Facts. So, Go ahead. Share your Instagram because you've been waiting. Sky, i see you over there. Uh,
6: Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat is the same thing. Sky Jackson, one, that's S-K-Y-J-A-C-K-S-O-N, the number one. That's me.
5: Brianne? Okay. Optimistic underscore Bree on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. That's O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T-I-C underscore B-R-E. Yeah, think about that kind of hard. huh? Low key, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh-huh.
7: <laughs> Um my Instagram is ignorant, just a little bit. Um underscore underscore. Oh, so
1: how has this changed your you made me want to think about that? Because the feel She's when a, you have ignorant. to it's ignorant a little bit, but my part my question is now, does it make you think about, hmm, what am I telling the world about myself?
7: Don't play with me. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, Don't you okay. Um but it's just underscore underscore uh, K-I-L-L-L-A. What is that? Killer. 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 Are you a? Yeah. killer? Who have you killed? <laughs> Nobody. Okay. We
1: don't play with me. Fine. Oh, killer! <laughs> Lord have mercy. But again, y- you know, you're telling the world who you are. You mm-hmm. know, we've talked about this. But my both of y'all have come through camp. were Kiz- platform
7: is Wait, what? bomb. Okay. What did, what, what were you about to
1: say? I was saying all y'all have come through camp. All the women at least have come through camp. Kizzy, who are here I'm, at some point. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Jasmine, do you have social media?
5: Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh.
4: And I, what's yours? Um, my Instagram is princess underscore jazz g. Jazzy g. Uh-huh. And you, you maybe
1: need to spell that.
4: Uh, princess P-R-I-N-C-E-S-S underscore J-A-Z-Z-Y-G. And my Twitter is jazz underscore tastic, which is J-A-Z-Z underscore P-A-S-T-I-C.
1: And I also, my listeners, I encourage you, if you do follow these young people, it takes a village. Police them. <coughs> if they are putting some inappropriate BS, comment, because I do, and they know it.
7: <laughs> You'll
6: be like, who are you? Look, I, need, I need um, a job. I ain't putting nothing inappropriate on my social media. Thank
1: you. <laughs> so, guys, I just want to say, oh, no, no, no. Let me tell you, I will follow you, and I will comment. <coughs> you will police me. I will police no, you. she
5: will, for <laughs> real.
1: Yes. For real. No gang No game. So, you know, make sure y'all may need to go delete a couple pictures, get your lives together. Um, yes, between now and then. But, again, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to to talk to me and everyone who's listening at Candidly Keisha. And I just encourage everyone out there to just continue the conversation. And, yeah, a lot of people are disappointed, and it's it's. but it's this is our political process. So now it's time to really get involved. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't inspire you, to be a part of the process I don't know what will right. so I really just hope that we find the blessing in this find the cohesiveness find the collectivity and realize that hate doesn't trump love and this may be this season but it isn't the end of the story so this is candidly Keisha we will be back next week have an amazeballs weekend